What's going on, everybody? Cherie Laveau here from Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau. Um, I wanted to start off this episode by making a bit of an announcement and extending some love and prayers. I found out during this episode recapping season 14 of Real Housewives of Atlanta that Candy's cousin Melvin actually got shot at Blaze Steakhouse while I was recording, well, not literally while I was recording this, but I found out that he was shot while I was recording this episode. So somewhere towards the middle of the episode, you're going to hear me um, react to that. So I just wanted to start off this episode by dedicating this episode to Melvin and asking and extending prayers, love, well wishes, sending prayers and love to him, his family, Candy, all of the people who know and love him. And I just want to make sure that I say up front at the top of the episode that I hope he's okay. So with that being said, let's get to the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau. I am indeed Cherie Laveau. And have you guys ever loved a show so much? And I mean really loved a show, supported it from the very beginning, held the show down, always been there, never missed an episode, all the things of the things. And then they just let you down. Have you ever just been let down by one of your favorite shows? Well, that's what I'm here to talk about today because season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta has let me down in a way that I never thought that I would see from these ladies. It is so upsetting. And if you can hear the dogs barking in my background, I'm really sorry about that. I live in the country and I have shitty equipment. So, and by shitty equipment, I mean I'm just recording this on an iPhone. So, um, you know... I don't have a noise-canceling, soundproof studio yet. Give me a little time. We're only on the second episode. Now, I'm here to talk about season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta and how disappointing it was for me because I don't understand how we have a dynamic cast of women, well, a cast with a lot of dynamic women, and... It just turned out to be so forced and shitty and malicious and low and hypocritical and just BS all the way around. Now, listen, the reunion is coming up and, you know, some people say, well, maybe they'll bring it home at the reunion, blah, 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 blah. But we shouldn't have had to wait 14 episodes for the season to get good. And we shouldn't have had to wait until the reunion to enjoy the season, which is recapping the reunion that was shitty. So no points for me on that one. Listen, I'm going to recap the season as a whole and then I'm going to go housewife by housewife and talk about what I think each housewife did right, if they did anything right, and I'm going to talk about what each housewife did wrong, because most of them did a lot of shit wrong, okay? Listen, as a whole, this season just seemed very forced, thrown together, and disingenuine. 
It seemed like it was rushed. It seemed like everybody was trying too hard. I just feel like if you listen to the first episode, I say towards the end where I feel like only Sanya and Candy were being genuine contributors to this show this season. And I feel like everybody else was, as I like to say, playing housewives. And I don't like when bitches get on TV and play whatever show they're on. Because the whole caricature of what you think people want to see uh, from a housewife if you're a new girl or doing this this steroid version of what you think people want to see from you in your second season or whatever the case may be it's just at this point it's like if we're not gonna get who you genuinely are in that moment outside of what you think you want what you think we want you to give the cameras I don't need it anymore and that's what it felt like. It felt like a lot of these girls were just coming in here trying to make a scene. And we don't need that. If we, if everybody on the scene, if everybody on the show has to force a scene, then we have a bad cast. Let's just be real about it. If if 75% of the cast, 80% of the cast has to force scenes and try to give story and try to push the scene because they don't have shit going on in their private lives, then what are we doing with y'all on our screen? Because the issue is a lot of these shows are getting by with having a lot of group drama and the housewives not having a lot of personal storylines. But because there's a lot of arguing and fussing and drama going on between the women on the show, now all of a sudden, we're supposed to believe that they had a good season even though nobody had a story that we can attach to and make us feel like we got to know them any better. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's all of what season 14 of Housewives was this season. It was a bunch of women trying to play Queen Bee or try to one-up the other and try to be top dog and outdo each other. And it was a bunch of mean girls trying to mean girl, but there was no real stories for real. And even the moments that we did get that were real stories, they were out, they, they were overshadowed by so much group bullshit that we really didn't get a chance to even ingest and digest everything that was really going on. It's just annoying. Like this season was annoying. It was annoying because I feel like we got played. Do you, do you get what I mean? I feel like they finally gave Marlo a preach. They have a four-time Olympian who's previously had her own reality show. They brought back an OG. We have Kenya Moore on the show. We have Candy on the show. Da -da 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 -da. They brought back the OG Sheree. Who gonna check me, boo? And we finally gonna get she by Sheree. And every bit of this season was a bunch of bullshit. I am over it. I am over it. And let me make something very clear because there are some people who don't, who are going to come to this podcast and not remember me from YouTube or not know me from my YouTube channel. And they're going to think I'm really upset right now. I'm just a very aggressive talker. And so I'm not upset, but this is why I say I cover the show from the perspective of somebody that just got promoted in human resources because I cover not just the social justice and the social awareness things on the show passionately. I also cover when a bitch don't do her job. 
Do you get what I mean? For me, how I cover this show and how I watch this show is, are the girls bringing story, meaning personal storylines and personal things going on in their in their individual lives outside of the group? Are they contributing to the group as a whole, which means not necessarily getting into the group drama? Because I don't like that narrative that a bitch was turning it this season because she was arguing with a bunch of people. That is That is not a good season mate. Okay, so if you're not bringing anything to the group dynamic of the show, drama or no drama, if you're not being funny within the group, if you're not, you know, bringing anything to the conversation, if you're not engaging in any of the drama, like if you're not bringing anything to the group, then you're not doing your job. And if you're not doing either one of those things, then you have no reason being there. You are not you are not adequately contributing to this company. So your job needs to be revoked. It's human resources, straight up. And then I take that human resources mindset to another level when it gets to the sensitive stuff. And it's how are you representing yourself as a reality star? And how are you representing not only the show that you're on, but the company that that you're working for? Do you represent the show well? Do you represent the network well? Do you represent the, the, the demographics that you're representing? Listen, let me just say this. Do I think that this show is terrible? It needs to be canceled. All the women need to lose their jobs. Not all of them. There are some of them that I could go without seeing next season or that I feel like I'm either A, tired of their contribution to the show or B, did not bring enough for me to want to see them as a peach holder again. We'll get to those people in just a second, Kenya and Marlo. But I just feel like not only did they not represent this show well, because this show is known as being one of the best franchises on Bravo. It's known as being the 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 staple. It's known as being the black franchise and ah, 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 ah. But it's also just known as being like an iconic, always great, knock it out of the park show. And I feel like they are crumbling under the pressure to uphold that. And it's getting to the people on this show. And I feel like they are coming in trying to do Real Housewives of Atlanta so bad that they're not giving us anything genuine to connect with them on as people. And it's frustrating to me because... Yes, representation matters. And you're representing yourselves as black women on these shows. And I said this on a, on the first episode. Certain behaviors can incite certain behaviors from the fan base. Let me say that again. Certain behaviors from the reality star can incite certain behaviors from the fan base. That's all I'm saying. So... It just, it's just frustrating because I feel like they really gave us nothing but a bunch of meaningless arguments, bullying the new girl, 
and a 14 year brand in the making that just ends up being some shit off the internet. I'm just over it. Like, let's get into these housewives one by one. I'm gonna just start from who I'm the most irritated with. Well, I can't even say who I'm the most irritated with, to be perfectly honest. I'm just gonna go by who's off at the top of my head. Sheen by Sheree. Listen, I don't understand how we've been waiting for She by Sheree for 14 years and all Sheree has been doing, admittedly, is hiring somebody to design her clothing line and she picks what she likes and puts her name on it. I don't understand how we waited 14 years for that business model, but once we finally get Sheen by Sheree, it is just a bunch of clothes off of Sheen, AliExpress, and Wish, and nothing from New York, LA, or Alaska. I'm confused. I'm genuinely confused. Because how is it that, like, listen, Sheree, if you didn't want to do the clothing line, find, so find something else to do. Be the bone carrier again. Just be messy. But you are so hard-pressed for a storyline that you are willing to embarrass yourself and make yourself look like a shitty businesswoman all to have something to talk about on TV. And you sit around and you brag and you joke about it like the shit is funny when you are sitting here and embarrassing yourself on television. You are so hard-pressed for a storyline to get a season's worth of money that you are not even focused on setting up a, 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 a legitimate and reputable business to, to to generate any type of generational wealth for your children you can't like at this point Sheree Whitfield you are leaving your kids nothing but a storyline and I don't understand why you have sat here and pretended to be this fashion designer all this time and you've sat here and shown us time and time again that this shit ain't really what you want to do if you were so serious about doing she by Sheree, then you wouldn't have been off put doing it by the fan base and the pressure from this person and that person if this was really your passion wouldn't nothing have stopped you from doing it especially because you allegedly have the resources yet now it's coming out that the people in New York and Los Angeles and and down to the Alaska, you couldn't pay them. So that's why the, your own pieces didn't show up. So I'm trying to figure out what happened between the pieces that walked the runway or in the fashion show on the episode and the pieces that made it to the website for the launch. Because from what I've seen, not one damn thing from that from, from that runway was on that website. So where was the clothes from the fashion show that you got in last second and you said on the after show that you still didn't get all your damn pieces? I'm confused. Where the damn pieces? And listen, anybody listening to this, if you took your ass on Sheba Sheree and ordered something, you a damn fool because you sat here and watched all the shipping problems that she had getting her shit from here, there, and everywhere from, from Timbuktu and Kalamazoo. You saw all the problems she had just getting her damn clothes in to get on the runway. And that's one piece. 
Imagine what type of shipping problem Sheree ass is gonna have when she's out here shipping all these orders by herself. Cause clearly all she's doing is ordering some custom shit from Sheen AliExpress and Wish, boxing it up herself, throwing it, in, throwing it in, in a damn uh, USPS bag and and sending the shit to y'all for three times the price. If you took your ass on that doggone website and bought something from She by Sheree, you nutty as squirrel shit. And let me tell you something. If you think Andy Cohen paid for that sweatshirt that he um, put on Twitter, your ass is crazy too. Let me tell you something. I just, I just, I just, I, 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 I what? Sheree, come on. And then your ass gonna sit here and try to read Bruh Man from the fifth floor. I mean... Tyrone that you want to sit here and, and do all of that like for, uh, I'm starting to believe that Tyrone did tell you that he couldn't come to the filming because of whatever and you decided to do that whole scene just to do a scene because if you're willing to embarrass yourself with a shitty business that don't make no sense and that don't exist, your ass ain't no better than drop it with Drew. At this point, at least Drew got the shit out in a year or however long it took for her to slap her name on on somebody else's business. It, it took you 14 years to, to, to slap your name on somebody else's clothes. That we can easily find on the internet. Like, I'm just, girl, whatever, Sheree. I don't know what you need to do, but I know you need to not do this no more. Hang up, she by Sheree. Whatever you got in stock, sell it and give up. Because I don't understand how you expect anybody to take you seriously. I can't even, like... Let's just move on. Drew Sedora... You are so annoying. Drew Sedora, when I say I don't ever want to see you again on Real Housewives of Atlanta, I don't ever want to see you again on Real Housewives of Atlanta. You are the just... You, you ever just see somebody and all you see on them is fakeness. Like, you can tell everything they do they putting on, everything they doing is for show. Listen, I've already said this before. The reason why Drew is doing all of this acting and putting on and getting props and throwing dog bones and throwing her hand in Sheree's face like she really gonna fight when she knows she got them weak-ass ankles tearing her Achilles every fucking season. The reason why Drew is doing all of this is because she's not getting any scripts in real life. Drew came on this show as an actress. We ain't seen Drew pick up a goddamn script since them people at Real Housewives of Atlanta picked up those cameras. Hell, we ain't seen Drew in shit since the TLC story. So, I don't think Drew was doing shit... in between them and the time the Real Housewives of Atlanta called her. Maybe that's why... She finally got her ass on the show. I just don't get how Drew thinks. And mind you, maybe Drew maybe Drew is smarter than me. Maybe I'm the crazy one because y'all think that Drew is killing it this season just because she talking shit to Sanya. But what I don't get is how y'all don't see 
that she is doing the exact same thing to Sanya and by proxy, y'all, the viewers, that Ralph is doing to her. Gaslighting. She is sitting here doing all the tricks and turning all the mess and throwing all the shade and talking loud and doing all of this other bullshit and throwing props and doing all this other bullshit and lying and trying to throw us off of the trail. She's doing all of that in the exact same way that Ralph gaslit her about going to Tampa. The, the same way that he gaslit her about having this damn assistant. The same way that he gaslit her about not letting her read a goddamn thing about a book that he's writing about step-parenting her fucking child. I just don't understand how y'all don't see that she is projecting all the bullshit that she is experiencing on us onto... She, she's experiencing all the shit that she's experiencing. She's projecting... All of the shit that she is experiencing at home onto Sanya and onto us. She can't even stand up to her damn husband. If you remember and go back earlier in the season, Candy was up here reading Ralph in front of her ass and she was sitting there, Abba, Abba, I don't even, Abba, 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 I don't know what the girl's name was. I don't know, but she said massage, he said massage. Oh, she's an assistant. Oh, she's a home girl. Oh, her name is Kels. Like, what the, what? She could, like, as. If you remember, she was talking all that shit about Ralph to uh, Candy and whoever else w was there when they was over her house and she was lying about how she lost 25 pounds in three weeks and the editors pulled up how she only lost 10 pounds in 30 days. But then as soon as Ralph walked through that door, she shut the fuck up and act like she saw goddamn Ike Turner walk through the building. Pay attention. Y'all sit here and act like Drew is turning it because she's allegedly reading Sanya. Just because she's saying words that does not mean that she's reading. Because at the end of the day, the shit that she's allegedly reading Sanya with don't make sense. Especially when you look at her situation. At the end of the day, it don't make sense. And neither does she. Drew Sedora can go for me. Because she can't even stand up to her own husband. And, and she can't even put all that bass in her voice to her own husband and really amp up her own damn storyline. But yet, you want to sit here and have all this mouth for Sanya? You know what? Let me just go ahead and move right into Sanya since I'm jumping here. Sanya was the best thing that happened to me on this season. Sanya was the only thing that I enjoyed watching all season because Candy, because Candy really ain't did shit all season besides set Marlo straight. So, Sanya is the only one that gave me an authentic, genuine reality TV season on this season of Atlanta. If I'm talking a bit louder, it's because it's raining here and I don't know if y'all can hear that, but I don't want the rain to drown out my, my, my voice and I don't know if the background music is going to drown out the rain. So if I'm talking louder, it's because I'm compensating for the drownage that might come with the rain. Like I said, I'm doing this on an iPhone. We're only on the second episode, okay? Now, the reason why I love Sanya so much is because she was the only one who came in and was authentically trying to get to know all the girls equally. She didn't come in with a preconceived notion of nobody. She genuinely tried to give everybody the same go at friendship. And whoever she gelled with, she gelled with. And whoever she didn't gel with, she didn't fuck with. Y'all want to sit here and act like she flip-flopped on Drew and she two-faced and she fake because y'all want to say that she didn't have any reason to turn her back on Drew or, or to stop fucking with Drew. Listen, for me, I come from an age where you have discernment. 
And if somebody comes around you with a fucked up energy, or if somebody does some shit in front of you that 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 you don't like, whether they do it to you or not, you pay attention. Somebody doesn't have to show you who they are by doing something to you for you to believe them. Listen, where I come from, a wise man learns from the mistakes of others and a smart man learns from his own mistakes. So I think that Sanya was just being wise and saying, hey, the, the, the way that you was moving throughout the group, I don't like the way that you were conducting yourself as a friend within this friend group that I'm trying to come into. You're the person that I came into the group with, so I gave you a little more leniency than I probably would somebody else. But there comes a certain point where you do enough fuck shit that I don't agree with where I have to call it. Whether you did anything to me or not, I've sat here and watched you do shit to other people that I don't like. Does somebody have to steal from me to call them a thief? If you watch somebody steal out of somebody else's purse, are you still going to fuck with them and just leave your purse around them? Like, come on. Y'all got to use y'all brain. Y'all can't be so desperate for a read that y'all ignore what's really happening on the screen. Because what Sanya did was have discernment. She said, look... I'm cool with you. You ain't really done shit to me, but I'm not going to fuck with you like that because I don't like the way that you move. And I see how you're working within this friend group and I'm coming in new to this friend group. And I want to genuinely get to know these people. And I don't like the way that you're interacting with, with these people that I'm genuinely trying to get to know. Like, it just don't make sense to me. Now, mind you, I feel like the reason why she didn't go in and read the bitches and come in and cuss these, these people out and buh, 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 and bust shots on these bitches is because she was genuinely trying to get to know these girls. She didn't want to come in and just go all the way out and cuss these bitches completely the fuck out until she wanted to decide if like I'm not fucking with you anymore. I feel like she's that type of girl. This is just my observation, my opinion. I ain't seen no interviews where she said anything. This is just me speaking as somebody who's observing the 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 show and having a bit of discernment myself and seeing that I agree with, with, with the way that she moves for the purposes that I would do it, okay? I think that she is somebody who is just a real ass bitch. Like, I feel like she's just a real ass bitch and she's not going to go all the way there with you until she really not going to fuck with, with you no more. And if you look at the confrontation that she had with Drew, she sat there and she really kept it cool with her for a minute. Like, she really tried to play it cute with her for a minute until Drew started talking all that shit and playing this, this, this damn camera shit. And then she let her ass know, all right, bitch, I'm not fucking with you big, 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 because of the way you move, period. I don't like the way you move. Da da da. Girl, no ma'am. It's over with. Thank you for your services. Good night. We, we ain't cool. Like, it's good. Like, 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 there ain't no beef, but I'm not gonna fuck with you like that. Be because I don't like the way you move. And she knew that it was gonna come out that she was talking all this stuff to, to the other girls about her, consulting with the other girls about do she feel like she should fuck with these girls or not? This girl or not. So. Like, what do you mean? Like, how is she fake? How is she phony? How is she flip-flopping? She's being a real-ass bitch, if you ask me. And the reason why she didn't cuss Kenya the fuck out is because she thought that maybe this was some TV shit. I, I think she knows that this is TV shit, and she don't want to go all the way there because she don't know if Kenya is playing around with her for TV or if this is, like, you really trying to come for me. 
I think she was really observing the situation and figuring out what was happening in real time. If you remember, refer back to her tagline. I may be a rookie, but this is not my first race. She's talking about reality TV. She used to have her own show, Sanya's Glam and Gold. But that was her family show. Like that was her, her husband, and you know, her 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 family. This wasn't her and a bunch of friends and they going out for lunches and fighting. You know what I'm saying? This is her first time in this environment. So I don't understand why Sanya didn't get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to her being a new housewife and her just coming into the situation at the end of the day i think she was giving everybody a fair shot and she was trying to figure out is this shit for tv are you fucking around with me like is this you know wink wink or is you really coming for me and then you gonna fuck around and call my husband aggressive bitch you tried it like i think that she is being a real ass person in an environment where a lot of bitches are acting and so that's why y'all didn't like her because y'all wanted her to come in and do stunts and shows and she said i'm gonna come in and be a human being and tell y'all hoes what a real bitch do she said bitch i didn't come in with stunts shows props fake storylines. I came in with accomplishments. I came in with a family. I came in with a husband and a child. I came in with an extended family. I came in with a storyline, a personal storyline with my husband. Do I, do I want to have another baby or not? I came in with endorsements and deals and accolades. I came in with iFit. I came in with Nike. I came in with the cash trip for the season. Put some respect on her name. Like, what you mean? Had it not been for saying you, we wouldn't have had a lot of the conflict that happened this season. Y'all better put some respect on her name. Just because she wasn't trying to cuss bitches out and turn up and throw props don't mean that she wasn't turning it. Sanya brought a lot of the storyline this season and y'all bitches are going to pay her her respect and write her her check, period. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Because Candy was the only other one that that wasn't playing for, for uh, cameras. And we really didn't get shit from Candy this season at all. So, you know what? Let me just go ahead and slide on to Candy since she's going to be an easy knockout. Candy, I've been really battling with people saying that this needs to be your last season on the show. But honestly, I think you need to just go ahead and scoot on over to Candy and the gang and leave this alone. No shade. Because you didn't give a goddamn thing th this season. You had the one moment earlier this season when the dude came to your house and the girl was there with your kids by herself. Okay, that was one moment. You set Sheree straight. Uh, I mean, not Sheree, but Marlo straight and cussed her the fuck out. Okay, cool. Then that moment with your mama. Listen, I'm not telling anybody to disrespect their mama, right? I'm not. I'm not telling nobody to disrespect their mama, but there comes a point where you have to not allow your mother to disrespect your husband for a storyline. Just because Mama Joyce is good TV, there has to come a point where a line is drawn between Mama Joyce doing TV and Mama Joyce disrespecting my husband. Especially when it comes to things like your will and your trust for your children and the fact that you sat up there and let your mother say that somebody should like the the that your kids with 
Todd shouldn't be in the same trust as your trust for Riley. Just because those are Todd's kids. Like, you aren't listening to, to, to the shit that your mother says. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody's mama. I'm really not. But at the end of the day, as as much and as much of money hungry as Mama Joyce says Todd is, the only person who's coming off money hungry is Joyce. And I'm and I'm gonna say it again. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody's mother, but the only person who is coming off who is coming off money hungry is your mother. And there. I understand you come from an age where you just don't disrespect your mama, blah, blah, blah. But there, ha there has to come a line where you put your foot down because you're going to let your mama fuck around and ruin your, your marriage. And Todd is going to be like, fuck that shit. I'm going to my condo down to the New Jersey because it just seems like you are too comfortable with letting the people in your family disrespect your husband. But yet you willing to fight a bitch on your cast for saying something about your husband. That's the thing that I don't like. I'm not saying that you have to have the equal amount of smoke for your mother that you have for say Mel or for Natalie or clock your references because these are old beefs from old seasons. So if you don't remember all, all the times that Candy has said a bitch straight about her husband, just go back and do your research. Um, you haven't, you've never had half that much smoke for your mama. And I'm not even going to call it smoke because it's your mama. You've never had that much bass in your voice for your mama as you've had these random bitches out here who could give a fuck about your husband. You cussed Marlo the entire fuck out. I mean the entire fuck out. Because she not disrespected you by your words, disrespected your husband. Right? So I don't understand how you can cuss Marlo out from one end of Jamaica to the other. You cuss Jamaica out. You cuss Marlo out all the way from K to the F, all the way to the C. But yeah, you gonna sit there and let your mother say that your t that your children with Todd don't deserve to be in the same trust that Riley is on they de they deserve to have a separate trust I get what you're gonna say that mother that 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 mama Joyce was trying to say but the realism of that is that it's fucked up and the fact that you gonna sit here and let her disrespect Don Juan the person who has had your back not only on camera but off camera not only has he held you down from a business perspective for years and years and years but he has also gone to bed and set a bitch straight on camera and on the and on the internet for you the person who you without having a conversation with with your mother find him trustworthy enough to delegate your money to your children and you gonna let her come on there and say some crazy shit about Don Juan and that how he might be money. Like, girl, what? I'm sorry. Like, you gotta come with some facts of like Mama Joyce done caught Don Juan stealing at your purse or Don Juan done used your Amex to buy some Gucci shoes or something. Whoa, 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 Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the show really quick. Stop the show. Um, 
Am I reading this right? This, wait, hold on. Guys, I'm... Okay, wait. This is crazy. I'm just finding out in this moment. We we took a quick break because I just got, got, got this alert on my phone basically telling me that Candy's cousin Melvin was shot at Blaze Steakhouse. Um... What the hell? Wait, hold on. I, I just read an article or a report saying that Candy's cousin Melvin was shot at Blaze Steakhouse, and I, I just I, I, I'm 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 freaking out right now because that like this is not one. This isn't the first time that a shooting has happened at one of Candy's restaurants, and then to know that not just somebody was injured but one of candy's relative not that it makes them any better or 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 worse than anybody else getting shot but what i'm saying is is like it being somebody you you're 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 actually familiar with that you've watched that you know in from television to know that they just got like that's insane especially i when i when i was just doing this segment on can i was literally just recording about candy when this happened um let's just take a moment really quick let's just take a moment of silence and let's pray for melvin and just hope that he's okay Okay, um, Melvin, I hope you're okay. I hope you know that I, as well as everybody listening to Real Reality Realness right now, is praying for you and hoping that you're okay and just praying for the best. And we're hoping for all the best, speedy recovery, no major injuries, no major damage. And I hope that this was not an attack on your life. I hope that this was not somebody, you know, intentionally trying to come after you you know not that a shooting in general is terrible and sad and dangerous and nobody wants to to see anybody experience that but i just hope that this was not something that somebody was intentionally trying to come after him um if anything i hope this was just an isolated incident where some shit happened and and, and, you know, he got hit in the crossfire and it wasn't some sort of premeditated attack on his life. So with 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 that being said, we're sending love, prayers, well wishes. Um, I'll be checking and following up and I'll be giving updates on some future on some future episodes as time goes on. So we're so so we're going to get back to the show, but. Melvin, just know that we're all thinking about you. Let's let's just try to finish this episode. My mind is blown at this point. Um I don't even know how I'm supposed to continue after finding that out like i don't like that's that's just insane like i can only imagine what candy is going through right now that is just (sighs) let's just try to wrap this up because now i just want to get through this and get and just read up on melvin and make sure that he's okay um 
actually where I left off in the episode was talking about uh, Candy and um, Mama Joyce and the Trust. So I'm just going to move on from from um, Candy at this point and leave it on. We're praying for Melvin. Um, we're going to scoot over to Kenya and then I'm going to go to Marlo. And I think that's everybody. Um, I think I did everybody else. Um, I'll go back and check, but I think I may need to do Drew. I'm not sure, but I'll go back and listen and see and fill in if I need to. Um, when it comes to Kenya this season, a lot of y'all loved Kenya this season because y'all felt like y'all were seeing a newer side to Kenya and she was this, that, and the third. I felt like Kenya was phoning it in. I felt like for the beginning part of the season, Kenya was bullshitting around. I feel like she was saying in the beginning of the season, I don't want to be the villain. I'm trying to chill out. I'm not trying to do all that, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like Kenya was phoning it in. I feel like Kenya doesn't necessarily know how to contribute to this group of friends anymore if she's not being shady because she has the girls that she's friends with and she's even shady to the girls that she's friends with. You remember when she accidentally shaded Candy talking about Sheree had on that tired ass Mama Joyce wig. You remember when just last year on, on the Ultimate Girls Trip, her and damn Cynthia fell out. The person who rode for her the hardest. And you know how hard Cynthia will ride for her friends. So the fact that they sat here and fell out and we watched it on TV, that's a damn shame. Like, it seems like all of the people that Kenya makes friends with, she eventually falls out with. And to be perfectly honest, that's a trait that we also see of Nene as well. So for them to be so at odds with each other all the time, it may be because there's more similarities and they're reading in each other what they see in the other one like they're seeing in the other person what's happening in, the, in themselves and I've been saying that for years I feel like the reason that they don't get along is because they're both the same character type and they know it so they those two were always both fighting for this queen bee role I don't think Kenya ever came on this show to just be a cast member I think she came on this show for it to be the Kenya Moore show and she accomplished exactly that. Um, but with that being said, I don't feel like this was a good season for her. I feel like she was phoning it in until producers got to her and was like, listen, this season is boring. Drew lying about her weight and we ain't got time for this mess. So you need to step up and do something. You need to be Kenya. So then I feel like the whole rest of the season, she was bullying Sanya as a way to contribute to the season. Because we didn't see a goddamn thing with 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 uh Mark. The only thing that we saw of Mark uh was was her about to whip Marlo ass for for bringing him up. I just don't understand what Kenya gave to this season other than bullying Marlo. Uh, I mean bullying Sanya uh, unnecessarily. She didn't even give her time when 
she called her on the phone. She didn't even give her time to say, hey, well, it is a couple's trip, but I know you're single right now, so bring a friend, because that's literally what she was calling her for. This is what I mean by Sanya was not making TV this season. Sanya was just on TV this season, because if you watch that scene between her and Kenya, when she's on the phone with her, and she's like, girl, bye, click, and... Sanya looks up and she looks that producer directly in the face. There was a producer standing right there. That wasn't her just looking up, up into the air and just, she wasn't talking to Jesus. She was talking to a producer standing in that room and she was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what is that? Because that's not what people do. Like, you could have let me finish my sentence and then had you... Like, she literally, when she called Kenya, she said, I'm calling her to make sure that she knows she can bring a friend and that it's not pressure to, to bring somebody you're dating. That's the whole reason why she called her. And Kenya just wanted to be an asshole because, because she wasn't doing nothing else. She didn't want to sit here and fight with... with with Marlo all season because one, the shit is tired and two, she almost got into a physical fight with Marlo and she knows that she can't fight. She knows that she can't fight and she knows that Marlo will whoop her ass in real life. In real life, Marlo will whip her motherfucking ass. Let's be very clear. Marlo came on the show ready to whoop Nene ass on behalf of Kenya. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember when Marlo was telling Nene to get that Donald Trump hair redone? Okay. And they was, and, and Marlo ran through that baseball field and was like, don't nobody touch me. Don't nobody touch me. Marlo looked like, like Marlo looked like, like, like the type that she grew up fighting men and she'll brag about it. Like she looks like the type that when she want to prove that she can fight, she'll be the one to say, oh, I grew up fighting men, boys. What's up? She seems like that girl, right? Right? So I don't think Kenya really want no smoke. Just like if you go back to, I think it was her first season, her first or her second season when she was threatening Phaedra when she was pregnant at the reunion. When she was like, oh, she better stop trying me because she'll be picking her teeth up off the floor. Pregnant and all. Pregnant and all. Oh, but y'all jumped on Monique for, for, for saying that she would drag Candace pregnant and all. But y'all don't want to sit here and say nothing about Kenya threatening a pregnant woman. Hello? Girl, that, that, but even when she said it, she was stuttering, trying to get it out. And mind you, this is coming from somebody that has an actual stutter. I have an actual speech impediment, okay? This ain't me just putting on. I don't know one person who fakes a stutter. So by the way, let, hold on one second. Let's get into that. Because I've never understood that. I have stuttered my entire life. And the reason why I don't focus harder on speech therapy is because... I think that I developed my stutter because of trauma, according to my mother's story. And I feel like that is some signifier of something that I need to check in my own life. So I don't necessarily focus on the stutter because it comes and goes based on where I am mentally and emotionally. Like, it's not to say that it's directly connected to that, but I say that I stutter more when I'm emotionally in distress and I stutter less when I'm happy and things are okay. Not to say that my stutter co completely goes away when I'm mentally stable, but 
I definitely stutter more when I'm stressed out, when I'm anxious, when I'm feeling a type of way. So it to me, it's kind of like a checks and balance system for me. But I say all of that to say she didn't stutter when she's like Kenya was up here. She be picking up a she be picking up a teeth pregnant and put the pregnant and all. Girl, you can't fight. You were scared to shake that fan too hard. And she talking about she gonna fight, girl, she gonna fight, damn, Phaedra. A Phaedra would have whooped her ass pregnant and all, honey. But anyway, I say all of that to say, she doing all of this. She knew she didn't want no real smoke with, with Marlo because she, because she knows Marlo will actually whoop her ass. And now that she done crossed that line by, by putting her hand that far in Marlo's face and Marlo had her hands behind her back, watch that scene again. Watch that scene again, y'all, because Marlo had her hands behind her back and it was her literally sticking her neck out at Kenya. Sticking her neck out at Kenya. She was like, girl, ain't nobody trying to fight you. Ain't nobody trying to fight you. And Kenya is literally just about to mush this woman. If if Kenya would have mushed her and Marlo would have tackled her like a fucking linebacker, I wouldn't have wanted anybody to say anything. Oh, and when I get to Potomac, because trust me, we got an episode about this trailer coming up too. I want I want all the smoke when y'all say that Mia turned it throwing that drink on Wendy. Cause I got some shit to say about that. But let's round out Atlanta. Kenya, I just don't feel like she brought anything to this season. I feel like all the shade that she had for first Sanya was unnecessary. I feel like her ass wasn't in place when it was time to go to iFit and then she want to act like somebody is supposed to babysit and hold her hand the whole motherfucking way but she can't even make sure that the people on her trip eat when she's hosting a motherfucking trip. Remember this now. That's one of Candy's best confessionals. Mind you, that was one of her best looks of the whole show when she had that brown trench coat on and that brown uh, vinyl leather whatever trench coat on and she had that high ponytail and she said this bitch came in here with a crab cake for herself and nobody else I'm over it yeah I'm over Kenya yeah that was her trip that she was hosting that she out here getting crab cakes delivered and that bitch didn't ask nobody else did they want anything she ain't got no groceries in the house she ain't got no chef she ain't got no uber eats she ain't got no doordash for the girls nothing but she got a crab cake in her hand i would have slapped that crab cake right in the pool and dared her to stand up on me after all the hell she done raised on this goddamn trip and then she don't even make sure that i got no food in front of candy of all people oh we gonna fight oh we gonna fight mm-mm we gonna fight and mind you when, when when i say fight i don't mean physically because i do not i do not condone violence anymore so i still have that type of verbal expression i still have that type of vernacular in my system because i used to be one of those girls that would turn the party and when i say turn the party i mean end it so that but when I say that, I really mean we finna make this scene happen. You wanna go there with me? We really finna turn it. We really gonna turn it in this scene, honey. But I feel like Kenya was clocked out is what I'm trying to say about her this season. I feel like she came in not wanting to be the villain. She wanted to just ride off of Dancing with the Stars and being the, being the big girl that's doing all the big shit. Nah, ah, ah, ah. And mind you, 
all the other girls brag about all the shit that they do outside of the show. Y'all know Candy don't flex like that about all the shit that she do outside of the show. Like, she promotes the projects that she's on, like being on the shot, but she don't talk about like, yeah, girl, I'm on the shot, girl, I'm on the shot. Like, she just says like, yeah, I'm going to film the shot. And I, 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 she don't brag about being the first woman to win um, the mass singer here in America. She, she like like she didn't flex that on the show. She didn't brag about being like in the finals of Big Brother or like being in the top whatever on Big Brother. I, I think she was like in the top five or something or, or some shit like like that. I can't remember. But like Candy really be out here working. Oh my god. Not somebody coming out here blowing this horn while I'm out here recording a whole podcast and knowing I'm going to leave this in the episode. Because I'm that girl. I really am that girl. What? Who blowing? What? what, what what's going on? Because, listen, I, I'm real with y'all. I'm sitting in my car like y'all saw me on YouTube. If you come from my U YouTube channel, Georgia, Carolina. Georgia spelled like Georgia Smith and Carolina spelled like both states. Y'all remember, I was the girl that was in the car, right? And that's partially because that's my safe space. Still my safe space. I love being in the car because it's like being, being in my own bubble. And two, because it's a quiet and safe space. So I thought till somebody came up here blowing. Now, what's the tea now? Okay, I think it's safe. But anyway, I just feel like all the smoke she had for saying it was just unwarranted and her calling her husband aggressive is something that I am not going to be able to get over for a long time because and y'all can ask all the people that I was arguing with on Twitter about this if y'all are listening to this episode shout out to y'all it's no shade but I am not, y'all heard me talk about that in the first episode. I ain't even gonna dive deep into that because that can be another 10 minutes that that I will sit here and cuss can you the fuck out for that because I don't understand how we are coming out of, not even coming out of, but we are living in a harsh time for black people in general. Black people have never had it easy in this country. It's never been something slight for black people in this country. We've just started getting We've, we've just started getting cover in the press for our murders. We just started getting coverage in the press for our murders in the past 10 or 20 years. Before that, Rodney King was a fucking phenomenon. We ain't never heard about no shit like, like that before. B before then, it was lynchings and Jim Crow. It was Jim Crow and then back back before that it was lynchings so no so like it, we're just starting to see what's happening to black people in this country on a regular basis and seeing how common it really is and for you to sit here and get on a national TV show and to paint this man as aggressive like something that slight can be considered dangerous to women and portray that knowing that it's going to be edited to a national and international audience is so dangerous and so reckless and so careless. It is so careless of you. And, and, if, and you choose that moment to clock into this show that's how I know you, your ass need to go to. I'm tired. I cannot deal. Because it seems like when Kenya wants to really clock in, she goes for just the absolute lowest of blows, shit that she would never want anybody to do to her. And it never is 
it's never lateral with the shit that she's doing it for. Like, nobody ever does anything to her for her to sit here and shoot them in the face. Now, mind you, if you have seen me on YouTube, you know that I've been that girl who has said you can't push somebody and tell them how mad to get. But, however, I am a woman, I am allowed to change my mind, and I'm allowed to grow as a person. And I don't believe in that shit no more. I don't believe in that anymore because at the end of the day, there are just some shit that doesn't warrant shit at the end of the day. Like, you can retaliate on the level that somebody wronged you, if that's the way we're going with it, because it's reality TV. Now, I'm not saying in real life, I I'm not Medea. I'm not out here doing the get you, get you, got, 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 I'm not doing all of that. But, well, but, but what I'm saying is within the context of reality television, there's only like, like, it, it just doesn't make sense to go that far. It doesn't make sense to go that far. And mind you, I'm bending the rules of real life for, for reality TV because in real life, I wouldn't be going after people like that and setting people up and doing all that shit. I'll just take your number and step the fuck off. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be worried about what a bitch is doing and setting up revenge and wasting my time. I got a whole child to raise and my hair goes past my knees. I could be somewhere braiding my hair or or splitting my or cutting my split ends. I don't have time for that stupid ass type of shit. But since we're talking about reality TV where there is a level of infantilism happening, I'm going to go ahead and play the game with you guys for a second. That shit was off the Richter scale for me. Like, the cookie lady shit was off the Richter scale for me. I don't understand why she feels the need to try to tear women down in such a way and then use women empowerment as a defense of why she don't really fuck with y'all like that because y'all aren't here for women y'all don't support women da, da 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 like you and marlo are the same you and marlo are the same the only thing is is you don't have a criminal record that we know of you and Marlo are the same bitch because you if you can sit here and say you don't have to be taken from your kid's life you gave them away if you can say that to her knowing the reason you're saying that is because she said to you oh that oh that's why your mama don't want you y'all are the same person if you can sit here and say that and and that and that's the reason why and then turn around and use that as a defense for why you don't fuck with her because that hurts you so bad so so you'll never trust her then why would you ever expect her to step up and try to meet you meet you anywhere when you are willing to do the exact same thing that you're willing to cut her off about you're the same bitch she is so what's the difference why would you sit here and try to ridicule Marlo and make Marlo to be the lowest of the low which mind you she ain't shit no damn way but I'm getting to her I just don't understand why you would try to use the the, the same antics you're willing to, to perform as a way to justify you not fucking with her or you doing the, the, the shit that you do to her like just like you unnecessarily went after Sanya this season you unnecessarily had all the smoke from Marlo for no reason like, at the end of the day, you could have just sat down, did the scene, and, and, 
cut the shit off. Instead, you wanted to make TV. You wanted to get a reaction out of her. You wanted her to go off on you. And you wanted her to pop off so that you could say, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? This why I don't fuck with you. This why I don't fuck with you. And guess what? Marlo, you gave her exactly what the fuck she wanted. Hiriana, you gave her exactly what she wanted, exclamation point. Because she knows that if she pokes you long enough, if she don't give you what you want long enough, you just gonna go the fuck off big, big, because you wanna make a scene just as bad as she does. Y'all are the same person. So I don't understand why y'all won't come to this Karen and Giselle type of place and just be this frenemy type of dynamic duo. At the end of the day, I think by this point in Potomac, Karen and Giselle have gotten to a point to where they know they ain't never gonna be real friends, but they know that they are a dynamic duo for drama on this show. So they have come to an understanding that we gonna read each other, we gonna do our ones and twos, we gonna dance our dance, but we not gonna go too far with each other we're not gonna really cross each other we're not gonna really step over the line with each other and that's what i really respect about those two because they don't like each other they really don't like each other but as colleagues as peers as women on this show they respect each other and they respect each other enough to understand that they don't really fuck with each other but they not gonna cross a certain line with each other because as women they don't want to rep represent themselves like that and they don't want to do that to each other to another woman anyway Y'all need to grow the fuck up and get to that place. Because I can watch Karen and Giselle argue for the next 10 years for that reason alone. I know that they're going to go ahead and lean into them not them not them really not fooling with each other. So when they do something that annoys each other, they're going to talk about it. They're going to make TV. They're going to do their little, little um, jabs and their ones and twos. But they're not maliciously coming after each other. They don't hate each other. There's not direct, blatant malice when it comes to Karen and Giselle, even though they don't like each other. Y'all will not come to that place. You, Kenya, will not come to that place with Nene, which is sad as hell to me. Because you and her, that's the same reason why her and why Marlo and Nene got along so well, because they're the same person. They do the exact, all three of y'all are triplets and y'all don't understand it because y'all are so busy hating on each other. Y'all bitches could, could have been the Sanderson sisters. No shade. You bitches like how um, Stassi, Katie, and um, Kristen, or was it Katie? The Witches of WeHo is what I'm saying. It don't matter who was in it. All we remember was Stassi and her canceled ass. So, what I'm saying is, we remember the Witches of WeHo. We, we remember the Talls versus Smalls. But y'all three could have been the straight up Sanderson sisters. Like, y'all could have really taken it down in Atlanta. Had y'all understood the similarities and the parallelogram that y'all have the, the the parallelogram the parallels that y'all have with each other instead of picking apart the same shit that y'all are willing to do to each other y'all could have came together and been one of the most powerful groups like y'all could have really been some fox force five shit but on some real like atlanta shit but i'm not gonna use fox force five as an example because that's just that is, them bitches are evil. 
straight the fuck up. Like, I don't hold no punches over here. Listen, let me explain something to y'all. And then I'm, 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 I'm gonna go ahead and read Marlo and scoop my ass on out of here. Um, And I think I gotta do Drew too. And if I've already done Drew, I don't feel like going back and seeing if I have. If I've already done Drew, then I'm gonna read your ass for a second time. Um, Here's the thing about my, my podcast that's gonna make me a lot different than the rest of the shows you see covering Bravo. I don't give a damn about interviewing none of these people. So I'm not going to cover these shows with kit gloves and watch my words and watch my step and hold punches about what I'm going to say because I don't want to piss Bravo off and not get an interview. I'm not with that. I'm not that girl. I'm not like, I'm not that, I'm just not that girl because I would rather sit at home and tweet about it then get on here and build a platform for myself based on self-expression and me harnessing my own voice for my own creativity and for my mental sanity and health and compromise that because I want to get a possible interview with a reality star. I get enough content just sitting here talking about what I see on TV. I don't have to interview them. I can sit here and watch their interviews with everybody else and still talk my shit and do what I do and use that as enough information. I can get enough information off of their platforms and say what I need to say. So I'm not going to kiss Bravo's ass. I'm not going to kiss VH1's ass. I'm not going to kiss WeTV's ass. I'm not going to kiss no network's ass and hold back saying what I need to say because I am never going after anybody maliciously. I talk a lot of shit as y'all may have seen in these first two episodes. I talk a lot of shit, but I'm never going after anybody maliciously. I say the shit that I say out of holding these women accountable for the platform that they have, the demographics that they represent, and the show that we have come to know and love and expect and respect, not to say that they have to do the same thing in season 14 that that they were doing in season 7. I'm not saying that. But these shows have gone to such a dark and malicious and nasty place. It's... I say this all the time. It's like Housewives has, has turned into Survivor. It's turned into Battleship. It's turned into war it's turned into the challenge like housewives has literally turned into real world road rules challenge and i don't understand how it's gotten this vicious and this nasty and it's just i don't it's just all the franchises are like this all of them beverly hills is the worst atlanta is right behind it I would have to tie that with New Jersey because these people are family in New Jersey and the malicious, crazy, evil shit that they doing in New Jersey is wild to me. But that's another episode. I just don't feel the need to hold back how I really feel or say what isn't there because I want to build a platform off of interviewing these housewives at the end of the day i have seen enough people build a 
build a career for themselves out of quote unquote controversy to know what to do and what not to do. And at the end of the day, my intentions are never to be malicious. I'm never trying to bash a housewife or or call them an evil person, even though I do sometimes call these women evil bitches because the shit that they do is downright vile. I'm never going to wish bad on somebody. If I actually develop a huge fan base from this show or from my YouTube channel or from my drag or from whatever my, my music, what, whatever the case may be, if I ever develop a huge fan base for my art, I would never tell my, 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 my fan base to go after somebody. I would never condone my fan base doing anything spiteful and malicious. I would never do anything like that. And even with me talking my shit, it's literally out of holding these women accountable for the platform that they have and the responsibility that, that they have as human beings to represent friendship groups. If you strip away race, demographic, social oppression, systemic racism, all of that, if you strip away all of the layers that come with America and its faults, just as human beings... These shows represent friend groups amongst people. And the way that these shows are starting to represent friend groups outside of all the nuances that come along with the women in these friend groups, these women do not represent friends well. Nobody should watch Housewives and think that this is how you're actually supposed to interact with a group of friends. I look at people. You know what? I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to start calling out people who I think are real friends on this show because I don't put nothing. I don't put nothing past nobody. Anyway, I say all of that to say. I may talk a lot of shit on this show. I may read the girls down, but I'm never trying to be intentionally malicious and just go after them and and wish them harm. Although I will, although I am honest about the fact that I speak about these women as if I work in in human resources. So if I feel like you're not contributing something beneficial to the show, I will call for you to be fired. I don't have any goddamn power. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody genuinely cares about my opinion except the except the people listening to to this podcast. And if somebody is listening to this podcast and really thinks that that I have enough weight in my opinion for somebody to be fired, then you should hire me. You should call my phone and offer me a position within the actual human resources department of Bravo VH1 WeTV or whoever. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I can actually bring some real ideas and some real perspectives to these shows to help all of them be less problematic uh, across the board. Because let's be clear, like I've said before, Atlanta has been problematic as well, but Potomac is problematic as well. The I'm not just talking about the, the predominantly white franchises when I say problematic. I'm also talking about Atlanta and Potomac too. But we can dive into that on another episode. Leave me a voice message or, or drop down in my comments and let me know if you want me to do an episode on the ways that we can stop each franchise from being problematic. Because I can actually go through and really break down each franchise and talk about how each 
franchise goes and crosses that line from being funny and shady and entertaining to just problematic because they all do it at this point. We, they, they all do it at this point. And none of these franchises re represent friend groups well. So I have a lot to say. But scooting on over to Marlo, I think I've said a lot about her on YouTube already, but this is only the second episode of my podcast and the first on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, I, so I'm going to go ahead and act like I just turned the episodes off. Marlo, I don't know what your goddamn problem is. And I don't know who you think you are. But if you think that you're going to come on this show and critique the way anybody runs their home, their family, their life, their business, based on anything that you have presented on this show, you got another thing coming. And I don't know what you thought that peach was going to do for you. It didn't make your reads no better. It didn't make your storyline more legit. And it clearly did not make you a better parent to those boys. It didn't make you a better businesswoman. I'm disgusted with you. I cannot get over how you have fucked over these boys this season for a goddamn storyline. You were doing so well, Marlo. You had the entire country rooting for you. You had everybody rooting for you like Tyra Banks with that two tan skin and that two red hair. I don't understand what your damn problem is. How is it that you can take these boys in for three years, love them, treat them better, make them accustomed to a lifestyle that they've never seen before, drip them in Fendi, Gucci, Prada, Prada, Louis, Gucci, Prada, Louis, Gucci, pop them tag. Like you, like you really was out here, like you changed those boys' life. And then as soon as those cameras got rolling and your ass got a peach, you snatched it away from them and be simply because you can't do it right now and you feel like you're not doing enough for them so you kick them out of your home it wasn't even it wasn't even because of what they were doing they punch one hole in the wall they they not cleaning up their room that's regular teenage shit but for you to throw their ass you made it seem like they was cussing you out and fighting and and really tearing up your house and da, 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 da. like like I just don't understand how you can just have a moment of weakness and kick them out and then use it for a freaking storyline. How dare you? And then you're gonna try to justify the way that you treat people by saying you were a foster kid, like that that you were a foster child. You gonna sit here and say that you were a foster child as justification for the way that you act amongst these women, amongst this group of women as a grown ass woman, but then you're gonna sit here and subject two foster children that, that, that are not even just boys you took in off the damn street. These are your nephews by blood. And shift them to and fro from pillar to post, house to home, from life, from from luxury and lifestyle to a one bedroom with four other kids. You have got to be out your motherfucking mind. I don't really have anything to say about how you interacted with the other girls because if you're willing to do your nephews like that, if you're willing to snatch them away for a storyline, if you're willing to snatch them out their house, even if it was for 30 days, I don't give a damn if it was for 30 hours. If you're willing to kick them out and make them feel like they are not welcome in your home 
for a fucking storyline? How did you not think of any alternatives? Yet, when Sanya and her husband come around... See, this is what the fuck I'm talking about, Marlo. You sit here and get mad because Todd don't come over and do nothing with the boys. None of the husbands came over to do nothing with the boys. Ah, 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 blah, 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 blah. And then when Ross came over and, and they changed the um ties and the oil, blah, 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 blah. You were so glad that, 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 that they have a male influence, da, da, da. Why didn't you care they ass to church? Why didn't you go take them to see a male counselor? Why didn't you go to therapy since you're the one that felt like you were slipping in your parenting, as you said? As you said, through them fake tears. Why didn't y'all just go to therapy? Why didn't family counseling come into play? Why was the immediate reaction for you was them to was was you for to displace them from your home, to kick them the fuck out, as you say? Why didn't like what like what you said you what I'm confused. And then you're going to say, oh, there's no male role model. Oh, I don't know if I'm parenting right. Oh, I don't know if I'm doing this. I don't know if I'm doing that. But yet you didn't even try to build a village before you put them at your motherfucking house. You didn't go get them counseling. You, 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 you didn't take them to talk to a pastor. You didn't ask Todd to come and talk to, to come and do something with the boys. You didn't ask uh, Ralph to, to come and do something with the boys. So like... What did you do to try to keep from putting them at your house at this point? Because it seems like you just needed a vacation. And you just needed a babysitter while you went and fool la la with these girls all up and down in the mountains and in the Jamaica. That's what it seems like. Because it seems like you, as soon as, as, soon as you got done bebopping and fucking around down in the mountains and you got back from Jamaica, you was ready to bring the boys home. So did you just need... need Need a fucking babysitter while you were filming? Like, is that what it is? Because that's really what it's starting to feel like. I'm I'm really putting this together as I'm talking this through right now. It really feels like you just needed, needed a babysitter while you was out here filming and fucking off. And then as soon as your ass got back from the cast trip, you was ready to bring them home and put their ass right on camera. It seemed like they just walked in the damn house and you got cameras in their fucking face. They ain't even seen their goddamn room yet. Excuse me. I just don't understand why the hell. Listen, I made a video on, on my YouTube channel called RHOA good great girls mid promo or something like that good girls mid promo or something like that where i talk about the cast photo and i talk about my expectations for the season and i said months ago that marlo you need to be diving into nurturing those boys you listen y'all go back and watch that video Cause I'm finna jump off of here. I'm tired of her. Like I'm really tired of her. Y'all gonna see me really get mad for real. Like I just sat up here and said earlier that I'm genuinely not upset with these girls when I'm talking about the um shit that they do. I guess I was just talking about Kenya and Drew. I'm genuinely not mad, but like Marlo pisses me off. 
Like, I'm genuinely pissed the fuck off at Marlo. So, you know what? Just go back and watch that video on my YouTube channel. I'll drop the link in the description of this episode. And I want you to go watch that video and see all the things that I said about Marlo and what I wanted her to do this season. And, and coordinate that, cross-examine that with her performance this, this season and tell me she didn't do the exact opposite of everything I told her to do. And had she done everything I told her to do, she, she would have had a much better season. They want you off the damn show now. They want you off the show now because you want to act a goddamn fool. Girl, anyway, Drew, I don't even know if I read you or not, but... I don't have nothing but reads for you. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of your props. I'm tired of your fake bullshit. I'm tired of you acting because you ain't got no scripts. I think I might have said this earlier in the episode, but you ain't got a goddamn thing going on. In fact, I did cover Drew because I said that she got all this smoke for y'all girls and all this smoke for us, but she can't even stand up to her own damn husband. Okay, girl, I got her. Child, I'm done with her. I ain't even gonna, gonna talk about her because she not worth another five minutes left. <laughs> let alone another 20 that I could spend rehashing some shit I already said in the episode. Anyway, I ain't got time for her. Like, I really ain't got time for her. She can go. This is the first time that I've ever, like, genuinely wanted people to just leave the show. Like, I've wanted people demoted to friends so that I don't have to see them as much, but I've never genuinely wanted somebody kicked off of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm really serious about that, with the exception of Phaedra. But, like, Phaedra is somebody who I would never want to see again on any reality show, to be perfectly honest. I didn't like why... I didn't want to watch her on freaking um, Ex-Wives Club, but I was watching that for Eva and Brandy. And Phaedra just happened to be there. Is the woman good TV? Sure. But what she did on season nine shows me that she will cross any line. Any line. And I don't... Uh-uh. Like that's a that's a that's a conflict of interest for me because that's a moral like that's a that's fucking up the moral clause in my contract with this show is what I'm trying to say and I ain't got time for Phaedra that's why I'm with Candy I would never want her back because somebody who's willing to stoop that low is willing to do anything to be on TV and I ain't got time like it's not that deep it's never that deep. But I think I got everybody. I really think I talked about everybody. And if I didn't talk about you, that just shows how little you brought to the damn show. Anyway, um, I want to thank everybody for listening. I know this is a long episode, but this has been a long season with a lot of bullshit that I had to get to. So this is my full like coverage of the entire season of all the girls. I just... <sighs> This season needs retooling. And honestly, I don't want to see Sheree anymore. I don't want to see Marlo anymore. I don't want to see Kenya anymore. Um, I don't want to see Drew Sedora anymore. Like, Atlanta and Beverly Hills are so parallel to me right now because the only people I want on Atlanta is Candy and Sanya. And honestly, Sanya can go. Uh, I mean, not Sanya, but Candy can go because she really not bringing shit on the show, but she was the only person that wasn't problematic. Does Candy have a lot going on? Absolutely, but we didn't really see any of it on the show. 
We didn't really see anything but her fighting with Marlo this season. Like we saw glimpses of her life and 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 all the things that she's doing in Runners, but the things that we saw of her personal story really just upset me. Like that shit with her mama and her trust was upsetting and her having the dude showing up to her house was upsetting to me. Like, I don't like that. So really the only thing that we got from Candy this season was her trust. And that is a really, that's just, not saying that that's the reason why I want her to go, but like, girl, if that's all you bring in, you can give us that on Candy and the gang and just keep it pushing over there. Like, what I'm saying is, I'm not trying to kick her off of Real of Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I'm saying as much as she gives on Real, on Real Housewives of Atlanta, she can give us that on Candy and the gang and, and just keep it moving. To be perfectly honest, with all love and respect. Like, I just feel like she's done enough on this show and she has nothing left to contribute to, to these girls. And she really don't have time for this shit, to be perfectly honest. Is that two point something million dollars a cool ass check? Yes, it is. So if she wants to stay and sit around and party and bullshit and kick it, fine. She's the least problematic person on this show with the exception of Sanya. So... I don't know, but I'm getting ready to, to take a quick break. This is the last break, and then I'm going to come back and wrap up the episode. So I'll be right back. All right, everybody. This has been my recap of season 14 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's been a long ass season, so we had a long ass episode, like I said before. But all in all, this has not been good. And we need some retooling. We need some refinery. We need to... This show needs a full-blown overhaul. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I couldn't remember. Atlanta and Beverly Hills are so parallel for me because the only people I want on Beverly Hills are Sutton and Garcelle. And the only people I want on Atlanta are are Candy and Sanya. But I ran off on that tangent because Candy really could go if she wanted to and I wouldn't be that upset. But Sanya is the only person that did it for me on this entire season. And that's the person y'all don't like. But that continues my legacy of liking unpopular housewives you know what i'm gonna do a whole episode about that about all the housewives that i absolutely love that y'all hate for some reason and i want that's probably gonna be my cast of ultimate girls trip that's what the episode is gonna be me casting the real ultimate girls trip most hated housewives because I, because I, because all the housewives that I love or the unpopular opinion housewives, because really like the housewives that I love, everybody seems to dislike like Teddy Mellencamp, um, Dorit, uh, Candy, Sanya, um, Whitney Rose for that matter, um, but yeah, like, and mind you, Teddy is on my shit list right now because I, well, well, I'm not going to say that she's on, 
she's on my shit list, but I really don't like the way that she's handling this shit with Lisa Vanderpump's brother. I really don't like that because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you knew about her relationship with her brother or not. She lost a family member to suicide. It really doesn't fucking matter what your knowledge of your knowledge is as somebody who's a casual acquaintance of hers on a reality show like you're her co-worker your knowledge of her relationship with her family member should not really fucking matter and it really should not come into play when it comes to them dying and them dying of suicide on top of that that's just really shitty baseline like like bottom line that's a really shitty thing to even try to talk about in a way that could be construed as you it sounds like you're trying to discredit her grief for her brother because y'all didn't know that they were close and I don't like that Kyle did the exact same thing when she when Lisa Vanderpump got upset that she didn't know about her grandmother when she talks about her all the time. And it's like, well, Kyle, y'all are supposed to be best friends. So if you've never heard her mention her her um, her um grandmother before, like, are you really her friend? That's a whole nother episode. I got to get up out of here. But anyway, like I'm saying, I, I just went on a whole nother tangent. Atlanta needs to be retooled. Atlanta needs to be recast. Atlanta needs... They need to go under construction, period. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, for the for completely different reasons, they need to go completely under construction. I don't know what this reunion about to give, but from the trailer, it don't look like the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion trailer is even given a lot. Now, mind you, this is the best color scheme that they've ever had when it comes to, to the fashions. This is some of the best sets of dresses I've ever seen on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. This color scheme is gorgeous. This pink and gold color scheme is sickening. But I don't, I don't think that based on what I saw in the trailer, they really going to be giving shit. All the shit that I've seen on the trailer, I've seen in the after show. And I really don't give a damn about them saying it to each other because they all just playing for TV. They all just playing for TV, except for Sanya. And now I hope Sanya doesn't see what happened this season and try to come back and play their game. Because you're going to come back and look like Drew real quick, and I'm not going to like you next season. So, Sanya, please stick to being yo, please stick to being yourself. I'm sure that they're going to ask you back next season. I guarantee you they are. Because you still have an active career and an active family storyline that isn't aggressively hard to watch. And you talking about you gonna have a baby? Like, girl, you 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 are in there. You are in there. Guarantee us a second eye trip, um, trip to to Jamaica, and we got you all the way covered. I got your back, okay? So don't try to come in here and play housewives, Sanya. The rest of y'all, y'all can go for different reasons. Whether I love you and you can still go like candy, or I can't stand y'all and won't y'all just to get the hell on like I want the rest of y'all to go I'm just y'all gotta go and 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 Real Housewives has been a shitty mess and with that being said thank you all for tuning in I appreciate every single one of y'all for being here leave me a voice message the link will be in the description of the episode 
comment, leave me a five-star rating when this hits all the places that you can leave me a five-star rating at. I know that this is on Spotify right now and it's going to be coming to different um, podcast platforms as the days goes on. So I'm just recording the episodes and then letting them hit the different platforms and I'll be announcing as they go along. So when it gets to iTunes and Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave me a five-star rating and comment and do all of the things of the things. Check me out on Spotify right now. It's Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau. And I am indeed Cherie Laveau. Follow the podcast on Real Reality Realness on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Cherie Laveau. And this has been Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau. I, I appreciate you guys coming to get to the real realness of... Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 14. See y'all later.